0: Welcome back, everyone. This is The 23, and I'm Chris Kirkby. Today's guest is Chris, co-founder of Authenticue, a business that inspire purpose in businesses and people.
1: Great to be here, Chris. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem at all. Good to have you on the show, Chris. So, look, purpose is a subject that we've I've... well. I, along with my other guests, have touched on here and there throughout various episodes. So it's always something I've been keen to explore more of. And it seems to be a really common theme with people who uh, know exactly what they want to do in life, have a good sense of achievement, and have got a really good sense of self. Purpose seems to be in there, whether it's on a surface level or a deeper level, to everybody that I've spoken to so far. So for you, you know, why purpose?
1: Yeah, I mean, purpose is something that I've been drawn to probably for the last five to 10 years. And I think it's really interesting what you were saying about um, that when you look at, in inverted commas, successful people, purpose seems to be in the mix. They seem to have a sense of meaning, a sense of direction, something that's that's driving them. And I think that that can be really inspirational to a lot of people. I think that it can be a, a little bit dangerous as well because it, it kind of feels sometimes that you take an inspirational character and that they've always had that. It's kind of like the kid that always knew what they wanted to be when they were growing up and you're sat on the other side of the classroom and you've got no idea what you want to do when you leave school or, or leave college. And for some people that's inspiring. For some people it's a bit, it's a bit daunting. I think for, for me um, and I know for my co-founder, the, um, the whole purpose subject should be really viewed as a bit of a journey and um, it's something that we can work towards over time that we can add more clarity to that we can define for ourselves and find our own meaning in what purpose um, means to us and how it resonates with us and you know accept the fact that for many of us it, it evolves it might not be there in the early stages of our life but um, that, that can be Become clearer as we grow as as individuals so why purpose I mean the the short answer to to that is to help more people um, go on that journey and to help people accept the fact that you don't have to have this fully formed perfect I'm going to save the world or do x y or z that we see people doing in the in the spotlight Um, it can be something that is um, achieved much more bit by bit piecemeal
0: okay and i mean for me it's how i, I like the, what you're saying this you yeah. sounds sounds good <laughs> but what i want to know is is so how do you how do you put together How do oh sorry how do you give people tools to to to, uh, to define and an achieve purpose or, or chase purpose is po- probably a better phrase
1: yeah i think that's a it's a it's a really good question a good point to to make is that um how do you help someone define what their purpose is? And maybe it's worthwhile um, just touching on what at you, we observe going on in the world at the minute, and that is when it comes to thinking about things that we want to be or things that we want to do or that we think that we want to do, um, much of that motivation appears to come from stuff external to us. We see other people doing stuff. Um, we have friends or family members that have achieved things that we that sets a bar for us or a level of expectation that we think that we need to achieve Um, but it's external Um, it's a family member or parents that were lawyers so we need to be lawyers or friends that have gone on to work in uh, advertising or entertainment so we need to go and do that because they've had that experience and set that bar and actually what we're trying to drive at with you is to flip um, that focus to looking inside first, to understanding who I am, understanding what matters to me, what are my values? And based on that, what's the difference that I want to make? What's the, what's the impact that I can have in the world? Or we you know, like to borrow from Steve Jobs, what dent can we make on the, on the universe? Making that kind of decision and, and, and taking that kind of call better done we believe when you have a clearer understanding of who you are and, and what matters to you so our approach to that and the, and the tools and exercises and, and workshops and various things that we do at Authenticity is all about really connecting with who we are and our value set before we start to look outside
0: at what we could potentially do in the world does that make sense yeah absolutely um, and so getting people to look inside yeah is there is there a tested tried and tested way that can can help people to do that on a regular basis because ultimately it's not something you get to just do the once and go right yeah okay sort of completely understand what the what the purpose is now I'm off and nothing's going to stop me how can yeah. for me personally when I think about my purpose sometimes I have to to revisit and I almost yeah. have to almost have to evaluate my day and go you know did I did I stay true to that? Did did I, was I being who I decided I wanted to be when I found what my purpose was? And then sometimes, most days I can answer the question, I'll go, yeah, and then some I'll go, no, you got completely distracted by something that's not helpful to you today. And I'm I'm, more now than ever, because there's the the external pressures from a a different kind of environment. And, you know, as far as saying global insanity uh, that's going on at the moment, makes it sometimes makes it harder so i do have to evaluate so how how can somebody make that i don't know maybe structured to yes. help them do it regularly in order that they they know that they're on the right course and it's like they're following a true north if you like rather than um like a flash in the pan moment of inspiration
1: well so what you've described there actually it kind of charts a little bit of our journey is authentique because and um, it's, it's worthwhile give, me giving this context. And I'll come to the point about how do we keep people connected and reevaluating their purpose and their values, etc. cetera. Um, when we started at Authenticube, we, um, we, we knew that there was a difference that we wanted to make around helping people get clearer on who they are and what they wanted to do in the world and the, the impact that they could have. And what that looked like for pretty much the first couple of years was just doing one-off workshops where people would be able to come along They'd spend a few hours, half a day, a day in some cases, and they would work through our program. And we still run these programs. Um, we, we love doing them. They're the, kind of the flagship of, of, of what we do. They're highly interactive. And they help people get to grips with these concepts of values and purpose and purpose-driven goals. And in the sessions, they get that one-off experience of being able to put down on paper the first attempt for, for many of what their values are and what that means to them and how that's being lived um, for them today but what we realized after running a number of these sessions is that when the individual be that student or an entrepreneur or whoever it is from whatever walk of life but when they leave that session it often goes away it stays on the piece of paper it doesn't get revisited not something that people come back to and over time all of that positivity that they've built up and that sense of understanding and clarity slowly dims and fades away so me and my co-founder spent quite a bit of time thinking about what we could do around that how can we not only reach more people with positive messages and an impact that we're trying to have but how can we help those people who come along to our sessions um, or maybe who don't even come along to our sessions um, but are in some um, role or position where they're trying to be a little bit better every day and build on something that they're they're doing or striving towards. And that led us to what we um, are now really focusing on, which is a a tool that we call Introspect. Um, And Introspect um, is a very simple self-reflection, self-coaching tool that anyone can use. And the principle is that once you've defined your value set or um, the impact that you want to have in the world, your purpose, or even if you're working towards something like a academic or um, business goal, you can, you can take that goal, um, you can take that objective and you can break it down and you can use reflection and self-coaching to get closer to achieving that goal bit by bit um, and that it doesn't need to be um, a big impact on day one, but over the course of a month, two months, a year, you can you can make a, a big impact by doing the small things consistently. Um, so that's how we're we're approaching it at the moment. Um, uh, and I don't know, where, uh, does that make? Have, do you have any any questions that are coming up from that? Or?
0: Um, well, no, no. He's, I, I mean, for me, the ones that crop up would be. So I get it. They can, yeah. You can use it on a on a recurring basis to 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 evaluate where they're going in terms of the purpose or uh, or things like that. And what I'd like to understand is, so if say for example, I don't know, I wake up on a Monday morning. Yeah. How would I use the uh, the introspect tool? So if I get okay. open, have my coffee or whatever, uh, and then what happens to me while using that tool? Just give me an example. of, say one day using that tool, if that is. Yeah. If it works on a daily basis that is
1: yeah it does work on a daily basis and um i think the the the, the format of the tool uh, um is, is is pretty simple so it's, it's based on um three things really the first thing is that you um you set a big goal what we call a super goal so this is something that's um, aspirational it's meaningful maybe it's contributing to your purpose maybe it's driving you towards some kind of business or academic goal say for example it's or even a personal goal, so it might be I want to run a marathon, right? Um, so I want to be able to cover that twenty-six point two miles, and I want to do it in four hours. Big aspirational goal, um, and, and and the point is that you can't take that goal and then achieve it the day after if you go in from a standing start. Whereas what many of us do on observation is we take these big aspirational goals, and if we don't achieve them fast, we think that we're failing or that we're not making progress and what we're trying to do through this tool is take that big aspirational goal and break it down into chunks so the second part of this introspect tool is to set a daily micro goal so take one small thing that you can do to nudge you ever so slightly closer to your goal your big goal um, and and execute that day by day now the really important part um, happens at um, step three, uh, the third and the um, not the final stage in the process, because what you'll see is that it's a, it's actually a loop. Um, but the third stage is that once you've um, had a go at executing that micro goal, goal at the end of the day, um, take just a few minutes to reflect. And I mentioned earlier that introspect is a self-reflection and self-coaching tool. And the idea is that you, at a quiet moment in your day. Take a moment to ask yourself, how did I do today? How did I do against achieving that micro goal? And ask yourself some coaching questions. So how did I do? Um, and if you achieved it, or even if you didn't, what can I learn from that experience? Because they will be learning in it from, if it's a positive experience or a negative experience. And then crucially, what can I do differently? Or what can I do to improve tomorrow? Um, and by asking yourself those really simple coaching style questions you're not only acknowledging that there's progress that's being made, you're helping to shape progress the day after. So at at the end of that um, reflection, um, at the end of your day, what we then recommend is that you set your goal for tomorrow whilst you're in the moment, whilst your head's in the zone. And what that means is that that you only need one intervention per day. We're not asking people, and we've learned through trial, that asking people to come back to a tool like this multiple points throughout the day um, doesn't work. So funny story, when we um, when we started testing this as an idea, me and my co-founder took it to our friends and family. And what we realized, we asked them to reflect three or four times over the course of the day. And we spotted that people just weren't doing it. Um, and what we realized after speaking with friends and family was that we'd built the tool for us. Uh, for me and my co-founder and me and my co-founder are naturally reflective people we like doing this stuff we'd be doing it anyway but not everyone is wired that way not everyone wants to um, reflect people prefer to do so we, we knew that we needed to make the tool as kind of time cost efficient as possible and we've managed to drive that down into a single interaction so at the end of the day you do your micro reflection but you also set your micro goal for the day after. And there's something really cool in that as well, because um, by setting that goal the night before, you then go to bed and your subconscious knows that there's a goal. So you're already starting to work on it. And I don't know how true the, um, the story is, the anecdote is, but apparently Ernest Hemingway would always leave a sentence half finished before he finished writing at the end of the day. And you know, the same principle is that he would, um, his brain would be working on the sentence as he went to bed, or went and got hammered in a bar, French bar, on wine somewhere. <laughs> but his subconscious would be working through that sentence over the course of the evening before he picked his pen or typewriter back up the, the day after.
0: I think there's there is something I definitely want to explore and define here because we're you know we're talking about purpose, but then we've just been talking about goals and micro goals now. For yep. me, as do just the way I work, and you know, I'm not saying that we have to share this vision, Chris. But I think that there is an enormous difference between purpose and goals. Mm. So for me, I won't get your take on that because I know what my opinion is. But like for me, what, what do you think? Because when I think of a purpose, I think about this immovable, unshakable, unachievable thing, yeah. uh, but something that can still be strived. You can still strive towards every single day. Whereas I see a goal as something that you can have. You can look back, like if I don't know the classic analogy, I climb a mountain, I'm still at the top of it. I know I've done it. Yeah. I'm getting down is another matter, but obviously I still got to the top. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what do you think in terms how, how people um, approach that definition of goals and purpose in their mind so that they're very clear
1: Yeah,
0: one is not the other?
1: Yeah. Good point. Labels can be tricky. And all we're talking about here is different labels. So purpose is a label, goals is a label, values is a label. Um, The the way that we think about it is, and I can explain a number of the components within our model. So our our purposefulness model is made up of a combination of things. It's made up of having a purpose. It's made up of some foundational values. It's made up of some um, purpose-driven goals. And it's made up of a set of behaviors that enable you to deliver against those goals right mm-hmm. um so imagine that you are a boat sat on the surface of the ocean right your purpose is the point on the horizon that you're trying to reach and for many people that that point on the horizon continues to move further and further back as you travel closer towards it so sometimes it can be something that is a move but it might be an island that you're trying to get to in what at one point in the future you might get there For many people that purpose continues to move backwards and that's perfect, that's what we want it to do. So the the word that we use, and we try not to use complicated words, but the word that we do use that is complicated is asymptote. And asymptote means never fully realized. So for us a purpose is something that's never fully realized, it sits on the horizon and it draws us towards it constantly. Goals in that equation for us are our stopping points where we stop to take on supplies rest maybe get on the beach for a little bit but you know when you've got there to use your point you you've arrived it's something that you can achieve it's a milestone by another by another word and the reason that we use that analogy is because um, it talks to goals that are in pursuit of something bigger so they're, they're stopping points to get to where you ultimately want to get to or what you ultimately want to achieve they're not the end of the journey and I think there's a real danger in thinking about goal setting as the end of the journey. And I mean, the, the whole concept of authenticity, the whole reason that it, it came about was yes, because me and a very close friend wanted to do something together to make a positive impact. But we also had a really similar experience when it came to the end of our university journeys. Um, we studied very different subjects, went to different universities and had the same moment of realization when we got our degree, which was shit, what now? What do we do? And that was because we viewed the degree as an end point. We thought that was the end of the journey and it wasn't. It was the start, it was just a milestone to where we ultimately wanted to get to. So for, for us as authentic, part of that process is around widening, broadening people's horizons so you can see beyond that island, see beyond that milestone as to what you're trying to drive that towards. So goals for us should always be in, in pursuit of something bigger. Now, I suppose you can take the analogy of the boat a bit further. So as you're making that journey towards your milestones and ultimately on towards your purpose on that horizon point, you're going to hit some storms. There's going to be some waves. You might come into conflict with some other boats. Um, and in order to stay stable and not capsize um, and behave true to yourself, it's really helpful to have a strong anchor. Um, And that anchor that that you're able to throw down and sit on the bottom of the ocean when when times do get tough, that for us is our value set. When we understand who we are and what matters to us, and we keep a really tight grip on what that anchor is, we can stay true to ourselves. Even if the kind of hurricanes or typhoons are, are blowing, we can throw that anchor down and we can be sure that this is who we are and be confident. And that fourth part of our model was um, behaviours. So what is it that you know our, our crew need to do on board our boat? How do we need to behave? What are the things that we need to do? We need to get the sails or we need to get the oars out. When do we need to mock in? When do we need to relax? Those behaviours, those things that we actually need to do to drive the boat forwards and to be efficient, to be effective. That for us is uh, is how we think about behaviours. It's how do we operate? How do we get from milestone to milestone in pursuit of our goals. So, I mean, a bit long-winded, but that's how we think about um, our model and about the differences between values and
0: purpose and goals. Yeah. I uh, I think there's something I do want to pick up on, actually. Like, It's like it's fairly co- fairly common knowledge these days that people are worried about skills gaps, uh, yep. you know, not enough scientists or what any particular job role you want to pick, and they say, oh, okay, yep. we need to sort of plug that gap because we're running out you talked a lot about values and for me i was just thinking while you're talking there that not many people look at that well i certainly don't have any not any but many regular conversations day to day about yep. people understanding what their values are they have them obviously because they react a certain way to a certain comment situation yep. a political party so they have values of course they do but yep. do they actually understand what they'll what those values are yeah. and I just thought to myself wow actually, actually is there a gap there as well what do you think
1: I think I agree um you know we, we talked earlier about this idea of our tendency you know even we at Authenticu have this tendency to look outside before we look inside and when we're doing that we're not really thinking about who we are and, and, and what matters to us and you know you think about um, the, uh, the decisions that young people 16 18 early 20s are being asked to make around career without a real understanding of who they are and then they're expected to make a decision that's going to be a long-term decision for them that might impact the rest of their lives that's quite difficult you know they go through an education process designed on um, developing um, skills, and achieving a certain set of qualifications that enables them to move on to the next goal or endpoint, um, and not really broadening the horizon to um ask them why they want to achieve those goals. What's the impact that those goals or those qualifications or those skills is going to enable them to have in the world? Um, you know, I'm training to be a lawyer. Why? Why do you want to be a lawyer? What's the impact that you want to make as um, a lawyer? Those conversations are are, are less typical. And equally, um, going the other way um, and looking outward back within, uh, from from outward back within, um, what's driving me? What's driving me to be a lawyer or to be a doctor? And does it resonate? Because when we get that alignment between who we are and what it is that we're going to do for ourselves if we're you know, going to go into some form of entrepreneurship or for our, for ourselves and for our organisation. We get that alignment between you know, us and our business, what we stand for, what our business stands for. We're going to unlock more potential. What we know at the moment from, from research is that about a third of people leave university at least and end up in a mismatched job, i.e. that's not to do with skills mismatch, that's to do with values mismatch. I don't belong here. This isn't something that's right for me. And there's an enormous cost that comes with that, both to the individual, you know, time cost, financial cost sometimes, emotional cost. Um, many people, myself included, I don't mind sharing a story in, in a moment if, if useful, um, will leave a job that they were mismatched in and feel like it was their fault and that they're not worthy. Um, but there's also a cost for the organisation, huge recruitment costs. Every time someone joins and leaves a business and we need to rehire, there's a there's a monetary cost, but there's also a lost potential cost. And that lost potential cost happens, what we think, at three levels, at the individual level, at the business level, and then at a broader kind of economic, even global level. Um, if we can unlock more of that potential by helping people be more aligned, helping purposeful people find purposeful businesses, we think that there's a really big opportunity to do some good there
0: yeah no i, I it really does resonate because um <laughs> when i first started my my corporate career i really felt like i did not belong yep. creative industry of acting to a, co- a corporate world so it was a, yeah. <laughs> a bit of a culture shock and it took some <laughs> adapting it really did um and it was only as I think my self value grew. Yep. That I realized that this is not about um, whether I'm worthy or not. This is about whether or not I can learn to adapt to their set of values as well as holding on to my own. I managed to yep. successfully navigate that particular issue, thankfully, because uh, yeah, it would have been a bit of a difficult one if not. Um, but it is interesting how. That's one of our first reactions is, ah, oh, it's, it's just obviously I'm not good enough to do that. Or rather than going inside or, you know, the self-reflection, as you, were, you would be phrasing it, just to understand, you know, well, actually, was it important enough to me to be good at it? Yep. Because ultimately, you know, that nearly everybody that's done something that's been exceptional that we're all aware of in the world was driven by a passion and, and a purpose. It wasn't driven by... Um, necessarily adapting to a set of rules or mm. this is a job good a good job for me because it will deliver x amount of income per year yeah those people find they, they probably got good lives and they're happy that's fine but i'm talking about people again we will use your phrase or steve jobs phrase like we want to make a dent yeah. they're the ones who follow something that they truly enjoy and they truly see see uh purpose in and yeah. it's it's actually the more i think about it, the more i'm thinking. The more leaders, and I don't just mean, um, you know, senior management and things like that, I'm talking about CEOs that embrace the importance of purpose. You know, you, you can kind of see this bright future of where organizations could get to um, yeah. in terms of long-term profitability. Um, that You know, a sustainable, a profitable organization and a sustainable one, for me, it's kind of two different things. Um, and you know, where, what we're talking about now, if you can imagine placing that seed in the mind of the people at the top and allowing yeah. that to grow and trickle down. Yeah. You know, the, the power in things like that, it's, it's exciting because you just think, you know, what does the world look like where people are actually really thinking about what they're doing? What can we actually achieve if people are aligned to the right job? And it then takes me on to the next question, I think, is that the value of getting purposeful people into purposeful businesses because yeah. obviously if you've got a really purpose purposeful person but then yeah. there's kind of maybe a a, a box shifting um, box ticking mentality of a business yeah going back to what we've just been talking about before you've got this enormous clash of values yeah. so for you what do you keen to get your thoughts on that so like getting the like purposeful business uh, people into the a or business that matches their value set.
1: Yeah, um, well, I mean, there's a few things that, are, that come into mind, and the first one is that um, you think about what what are organisations? Organisations are groups of people, and each one of those people arrives at that business with a whether they know it or not. Or you talked about you know, this, this sometimes unconscious set of values and you know, desire to do something in, in the world. Uh, some people tap into that and you know fully go on to execute and do something with that. And some people don't. Um, but regardless, an organization is made up of people, uh, individuals. And yes, some of those people rise to be the CEO and senior leadership. And some of those se- senior leadership and individuals are purposeful. Some of them aren't. Um, I think the, the, the point to maker goes right back to what we were saying at the beginning of the conversation is that that individual will have been on a journey themselves, they won't necessarily have been born with this sense of purpose that will have been developed over time. Um, and consequently, they will shape the culture of their business, um, collectively, you know, these senior leaders, particularly will have a impact on businesses and shaping what they value, what they what they measure so for example the you know what, what does success look like to this business and is purpose part of that equation um, we think it should you know we, we think that it should be something that's additional to profit so you was talking just a moment ago about the difference between profit uh, profitable businesses and sustainable businesses and um, can you have a profitable business that isn't sustainable or can you have a sustainable business that isn't profitable um, for us, um, that profit is um, an outcome of being sustainable. So it's something that comes as a result of um, and shouldn't be the end goal. It, shouldn't be, it should be one of those islands in pursuit of a, a, a further point on the horizon and not the end point because when you get to that profit, profitability mark at the end of financial year 2020, 2021 um what next you've you've reached the end point you know is it bigger profits because you go for the bigger profit and then you reach that goal and then what next um so we think that th- that should be in pursuit of something bigger and the, the other thing that was coming to mind as we was talking around that and helping people profit uh, purposeful people find purposeful businesses goes back to my personal story of misalignment and that was you know, when I left university as an undergrad, um, I took my—I remember taking my first job, um, first graduate physician. And you know, I look back now, and the reason I took that job was because someone offered me a bunch of cash and a white BMW. And it's difficult for me to say that because it—you know—it—it it was clearly me being entirely focused. On something that's external and expectations that I thought I had for myself and that others had for me um and actually quite shallow and within 11 months I was gone from that job because I hated it I hated every minute of the experience and no amount of money or flashy white BMWs could have made up for me not connecting with what I was doing so that was a point of realization for me that There needed to be something more, there needed to be something deeper. And if, I mean, we can look around us, and for some of us personally, and for we'll probably all know people who have had a similar sort of experience where we've prioritized the external before we've thought about the internal. And I think that if we can, um, if we can send more people out of education with a better view of the world and a better view of themselves than I had um, when I left and we equip businesses to attract in a way um, that encourages those people to find one another then we can unlock some of that potential but it takes two to tango right because no amount of uh, education around this um, in schools colleges and universities no amount of me understanding what my values are and having a poster on my wall or notes in the notepad or tattooed on my arm is going to be any good if businesses aren't playing ball and recruiting by those standards as well now at the minute what we know is the vast majority of <clears throat> job descriptions and cvs both sides of the spectrum um they focus on the external stuff the higher level surface stuff it's the what so um from an individual perspective what experience do i have um, where have I worked in the past? What qualifications do I have? What am I looking for in terms of package? And from an organisational perspective, what experience do, does this person need to have? What is expected of them when they're in the job? What qualifications do they have? Where will they be based? Um, and it's surface level. Very little um, very little is focused on what sits beneath. So why do we want this person to contribute in this way? What are they contributing towards? What's the difference that they're going to make in this business? What value set do we have that might enable people to make decisions that they can really um, maximize their potential when they get into our business? And from a CV perspective, from an individual perspective, who am I? No, who really am I? Because I'm not my qualifications and I'm not my job history. There's more to me than that. If I can be clear about that and we can have a real conversation between business and an individual, um, maybe we can find a way to better connect people.
0: Yeah, I think there's, a, there's an enormous thing about, you know, the who am I. <laughs> if you know the answer to who you are, you know how you can help. Yeah. So in terms of, you know, marketing yourself for a particular uh, role, career, um, mm. or maybe you start, um, I don't know, a new section within the company that you work for, based on because you know exactly who you are and how you can help yeah. maybe you start your own business you know in the future because you know who you are and what you want to achieve it, it's almost like this key to unlocking everything for me lies within the purpose because yeah. it's this liberating crystallizing vision yeah that allows you to then to grow from that mm. um, yeah. And you know, for me, you know, I'm, I'm listening, and I think along these lines anyway. So this makes total sense to me, like yeah. almost not almost non negotiable to me. That makes total sense, and I just hope that the people that are listening to this podcast can see and identify with at least the very core message that we're talking about now. Because I think if, they, if anybody listens to this, if you can just start embracing some of these basics now. And just try to take these regular um periods of uh introspect if you like
1: mm.
0: you watch your life change if you actually pay attention to it yeah pretty sure you'll be able to start seeing the change i know yeah, i okay. did i know i did it was almost I, I can't even put it into words how big the difference was um yeah. but yeah like i said the word you know phrase i used was liberating it really was yeah yeah
1: I think the thing that we've come to realise through the, the different um, services, through the workshops, through the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that we've worked with at Authenticue is that it's not for everyone. People, people connect with this at, at different levels. You know, what I'd say is that whilst it might not feel like it is for everyone, it can be for everyone. And the, this purpose thing, this point on our horizon doesn't have to be world-changing. It doesn't, or in your mind, it doesn't have to be world-changing. But what we should recognise is that it does change the world, even if it's tiny, in some small way. In your, um, you know, seemingly small bubble, you can have a big impact, and it might not change thousands of people's lives, but you can positively impact one person's life, and that for us is still purpose, whether it's changing something or making a positive impact for just yourself or for millions of people as as we know some of these inspirational figures have have gone on to have the the important thing is that we consciously do it Um, and we think that there's lots of I mean the science backs this up but there's lots of um, data to suggest that when we do these things for ourselves and others that it's biologically good for us if you kind of go back to you know when we lived in small tribes um, it was absolutely essential that we did what we could to support the tribe and ourselves within the tribe so doing good to sustain other people is actually hardwired in us to feel good that's why you kind of get that little dopamine rush when you do something nice for someone Uh, whether even if it's just opening the door or buying someone a coffee or picking your partner up some flowers or something it feels good Um, and that's what it's that's what it is it's that dopamine hit of helping helping other people and having a positive impact on people
0: and if, if you were to give somebody one piece of advice, Chris, to, to put them on track to trying to find their purpose, if you just one, so forget all the tools that you've got that would ultimately create a package to help people do this. But if you could just say, look, there's just one, what would it be?
1: I think the thing that's top of mind right now is look inside before you look outside. I think so much of life at the moment draws our attention outside. We know that we reflect... And we're way less introspective than we have been in previous generations. And it's because there's so much out there that's cool and interesting um, that demands our attention. Um, If you you think, you know, attention um, is kind of the new oil. Um, This is what social media companies are vying over. They want our attention. They want our eyes. Um, And these are the biggest companies that have ever existed um, and they're using all of their power to capture our attention. And of course, by you know watching a Netflix or scrolling through Facebook, which I'm not demonizing, by the way, because I watch Netflix and spend far too much time scrolling through, through films and not actually bloody watching them. Um, it's, so it's not to demonize them. But when we do that, our attention comes outside of us and into the external. And if we do that all day, and spend no time looking inside, reflecting, thinking. How did today go? How did that meeting that I was just in go? How could I? How could I have done better? Should I have shouted at that person? What can I do next time that might change that? Or what was I like when I was with my kids? You know, was I sat there tapping on my phone? And if so, what can I do differently next time? What really matters in that moment? If we can take a few minutes, and it only needs to be a few minutes, to ask ourselves those types of questions and to um intervene in that you know attention process um, that is being kind of sucked outside of us and we can look inside and we can probably have some positive impact on 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 not just us but the people around us as well and that is really at the core of the introspect tool that we've been developing and uh, you know uh, testing with some some global businesses at the moment it's how do we get off the hamster wheel of running from meeting to meeting and think about how we're being and not just what we're doing so there's a, a really nice phrase that's going around at the moment that we're human beings and not human doings which you've probably heard mm-hmm. um but it, it's, it's it's a really nice way to think about it so how do i reflect on not just what i'm doing but how i'm being as well and um hopefully you know these two um organizations can get some real benefit out of out of the tool, it seems to be having a positive impact and and starting to, um, you know, encourage people to look inside. One of the things that we've been saying with um, participants and users of the tool um, is that yes, it's there to help you achieve goals, to achieve micro goals, and to achieve these big super goals, these big meaningful things for you. To you, but what it's also doing. The trojan horse here is it's teaching you to be reflective and to be intentional and that's how it connects back into our model of purpose because it's thinking about what are the what are the milestones that i need to set what's the way that our crew needs to behave on our ship to connect in with our values and to help us get to that point on the horizon that we're that we're striving for
0: yeah made total sense and honestly chris thank you so much for um, for talking to us today it's been really really interesting and I, I truly hope that more and more people in, embrace what it is you're trying to shine a spotlight on yeah and I think it's like you say it might not be thousands of people but I think it can be um, if not millions if people embrace the ideas and, and see the value and I really yeah. hope it it makes the impact that it can make on people's lives
1: Yep. No, I've loved it. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for you know giving me an opportunity to talk to your audience. I'm really happy to come back at any point in the future. I've, um, I've enjoyed every minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, well, look, thanks everybody for listening. Um, so for now, I'm Chris Kirkby. This has been The 23. I'll see you soon.